Grab your mug and take a chug. He's about to spill the tea. Saucy chatter on subject matter. It's just between you and me. Sit on back and hear him yak. It's gossip to a tea. It's cup of joe. Cup of joe. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Joe, a podcast about all things celebrity gossip and entertainment news, from Real Housewives to RuPaul's Drag Race, and this week, the royal family, plus the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Joe Drake. Um, God save the queen. Like literally, God, can you come save the queen? Because something happened on Sunday night that cannot be undone. Things were said that cannot be unsaid. It was one of the biggest interviews in the history of interviews, frankly. And whether you're Team Megan, Team Harry, Team William, Team Kate, Team Oprah, Team Gail, it doesn't matter. Because the point is, it was riveting television. I was sweating. I needed to crack a window. My jaw was on the ground. And I know it was two hours, but I need the other hour and a half that they cut. Just air the raw footage at this point. I didn't know what to do. So I had to call on a friend this week, and his name is Rob Shooter. He's a podcast host. He's an entertainment host. He is a gossip columnist. You've seen him on the Wendy Williams show. You've seen him on the Today Show. You've seen him everywhere. He is the host of the Naughty But Nice podcast with Rob Shooter. He is the NaughtyGossip.com guy. He is a royal expert. And halfway through the interview, I thought there's only one person that can be on the show this week. I had to move around some bookings and I had to call Rob. So without further ado, please welcome my friend, royal expert, Rob Shooter. I don't know who better to talk to about the bombshells that were thrown left, right, and sideways. What, let's start with this. What did you make of the interview? It was a shocking interview. I, I've been a publicist, a gossip columnist for, for a long time, and I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen an interview this revealing, not matter Hollywood, celebrity. This was an amazing interview. And you do know it was over three hours. The taping was about three hours and 40 minutes. My insiders tell me Oprah was there, like Oprah moved in for the afternoon. And, and then they edited it down to, it was just going to be an hour and a half. And they figured out they'd just got so much material. It was so rich that it ended up being two hours. But there's still another hour and a half in the vault somewhere. So maybe we'll get a part two. I mean, they, 
I don't know what the ratings are yet, but we huge got- over 17 million people that on track to be the same ratings that Caitlyn Jenner got when she sat down with Diane Sawyer many, many years ago. TV now is a very different business. So right. Oprah actually holds the, the, the record for the most watched interview of all time. It was 1993. It was Michael Jackson. 90 million, nine zero million people watched her at Netherland. But that was in the 90s. Right. Now with the internet and our phones and just the way the media is now so diversified, it's really impossible to get those sorts of numbers if you not a Super Bowl. So CBS certainly had big plans, but it ended up being even bigger, about 17 million people just in America watched. Huge. That's insane. As I was watching it, I was like, this is now in the category of, like you said, the Michael Jackson, the Caitlyn Jenner, the Monica Lewinsky. Yes. Like those interviews, this is now in that group. I want to break down the the bombshells that came out because there were so many. Gosh, yes. First, the first one that my jaw hit the floor was Kate making her cry. Mm. That was the first one I think we yeah. got. Did you not die? Oh, when absolutely. When we watch these shows, we watch them still as reporters, as journalists. And so I had my notepad or actually my like, computer on my laptop. Normally, we've done this a long time. Normally, there's a there's a headline that comes out of these interviews. Right. And I was like, oh, Kate's the headline. Kate's the big story. So when right. she started talking about Kate crying, I was like, well, there's the lead. And then she went on to talk about suicide, which I'm sure we will. And then yes. the color of the baby's skin, the tone. It's just so many headlines. I couldn't keep up, but the first one she got to was Kate Middleton, and she was so sly about it. It was so careful, so clever. I have been a publicist, so I'm assuming Megan really practiced for this. She didn't just sit down. Oprah doesn't just rock oh, up. Think? Oprah, yeah, the night before Oprah didn't sleep, she said. So if Oprah's up not sleeping, you know right. Megan's up to cramming. So in my PR experience, I remember I was working for Jay Lower when she did the big interview with Matt. Um, hmm. Sorry. I was working with Jayla when she did the big interview with Ben Affleck, talking mm-hmm. about the relationship with Pat O'Brien. And she did a lot of prep for that. We did message points, a publicist, me, sent emails and, and, and points we wanted to score. So I'm sure Megan sat down with her team. The first revelation was Kate. In her defense, she didn't throw Kate under the buzz without a little bit of prodding, Oprah asked. So Oprah opened okay. that door. And the minute the door was open, Megan certainly ran through it. And it was shocking what she said. So the rumor out there was that she made Kate cry. It turns out, or at least Megan says it's the truth, that Kate made Megan cry. And then it's such a PR trick. I love that she did this. She accepted her apology on air. <laughs> so so that is a good point. It's such, it's such a great PR stud. She I did turn that around apology. at the yeah. end. She yeah. was like, Meg, or Kate's a good person. Yes, I, I, I accept your apology. apology. I was like, well, Kate never actually mentioned it. And Kate's never apologized on national TV. So I thought that was a bit of a really sort of outrageously naughty moment and so but i thought it's very 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 well handled they they tell publicists tell their clients this is like a tennis match and the ball comes at you and you've got to hit it back over the net so oprah hit the ball to megan megan slammed it back over and then when she said i'm sure kate would want me to set the record straight well no kate wouldn't kate doesn't want to talk about this kate has never mentioned this so she had two amazing digs that she cloaked in trying to just be helpful you are so right. She that was a masterful it was answer. A masterpiece. In yeah. like, if you ever fall out with a friend and you're in a bar and you really want to destroy them, but come across like a great person, first of all, you tell them that you accept their apology that they haven't done, <laughs> and then you tell them you're sure you would want me to set this straight. Right. Well, let me straight. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think Kate will 
Do you think this will affect Kate in a negative way? I think the royals play the long game. So at the moment, everyone's talking in Britain, it's the end of the monarchy, it's all falling apart. We said that after Diana, which right. is many, many years ago, when Queen Elizabeth's father's brother abdicated because he married an American, Wallace Simpson. We thought that was the end of the monarchy then. I wasn't around, but I read it in the history books. <laughs> yes. And so I think we keep saying this is the end of the monarchy. It's not the end. And so they will bounce back, but it's certainly a moment that we're going to think about it. I've got to say, though, it's really quite tricky. I have a podcast too, and most of my audience is here in America. And my audience in America are on Team Meghan. My right. audience in Britain are on Team Kate. So don't feel too bad for Kate for, for a minute because in Britain, her popularity has actually gone up. They think of Kate as the victim here and the newspapers right. are on Team Kate. And now Meghan's got herself out of the picture. And let's be honest, there is nothing Meghan or Harry will do in the rest of their lives that was as interesting as two nights ago. So they've you, done that. Like this is their, right. this, this is their, is this is their Vogue. This is their like a prayer. This is the <laughs> biggest hit they're ever gonna have. This is the high point of their careers. It was a wonderful moment. But then now, what are you gonna do next? Like they've got. Uh, that's it. Well, the Kate's gonna I, be queen. So Kate's got a second act. So don't right. worry about Kate. Kate one day is gonna be queen. I agree with that. Kate will have a second act, as we know. She'll be queen, as you said. I don't think it's going to affect Kate because there were more bombshells. So let's get on to the oh, next yes, one. Yes, yes. Number two, Megan reaches out to the royal family or the institution or the firm, as she refers to them, and says that she is ha having mental health Outrageous. problems. Yeah. And even says she was suicidal. Yes, yes. And Oprah really, really followed up on this. It wasn't blue being sad she had intentions of hurting herself she thought right. this through it was very very dangerous and she went to what she called the firm and oprah pressed her she was like was it a person you went to or the institution and right and megan said a person several people they have to be named they we have to know or the palace has to know who did that because now for a minute and this is the complicated part of the royals but makes the whole story just so delicious and so layered it's not just a family it's a business now we've all worked for rotten companies and we've all gone to hr and hopefully they've fixed it often they don't so this is a combination of both if you're asking for help from the company forget the family for a second and that person doesn't help you we have to name names and mm -hmm. i think the queen is going to want to get to the bottom of this. They've issued a statement today saying it's a private matter, but they will look into some of this. And I think the queen would be horrified to think it's her family. She's the head of the company. She's the boss. She's the CEO, if you want. If a member of her team, a member of her staff asked for help and was denied it, this isn't gonna go away. That person needs to be named and they need to explain themselves. So definitely a bombshell. And also too, let's remember, this had echoes of Princess Diana. Diana said too, she was much younger. She was in her twenties, but she was alone. She was lonely in the palace and she had suicidal thoughts. And yes. I think she actually did try to kill herself several times. So this feels like history re repeating itself. It was a tragic moment. And this for me was probably one of the lowest points of the interview for the palace. Right. This was a point, Kate making her cry sort of was like, 
you know, a little catty, a little bitchy, yeah, yeah. a little RuPaul-y. A la- a little, yeah. Yes, it was drama. I wanted the wig but, snatched. I wanted a crown right, thrown was, across the yeah. room. It was Real Housewives, baby. <laughs> it's the Real Housewives of Buckingham Palace. It felt like Teresa screaming. It was felt like Lisa Renner's crying again. It felt like that. But when somebody really has the courage to admit that they need help and they didn't get it, that made me feel sad. I agree with you that people need to be named because it made me think of, you know, I'm a fan of Harry and Meghan. I'm a fan of William and Kate. And I'm excited for William to be king one day because of the work that they're doing. You know, they're mm. they're part of my generation. Yes. And they're, they're focusing a lot on mental health. So mm-hmm. I, do you think that if William was already king, and that's possible, the queen and Charles are up there in age, yeah. Would this have been handled differently because of the work that William and Kate have done for mental health? The world is changing so quickly. My mommy's in her 80s. The Queen's in her 90s. The world has changed a great deal for my mom. When she was born, she didn't know anything about gay people. Or if she did, she didn't know they were gay. Now she has a gay son and she was at my wedding giving me away. Like I think of my own mother and how far we've come. My mother's generation of women wouldn't get jobs. They were thought, they were assumed that they would stay home and have children. So I think we have to give older people a little bit of space here, not excuses, but I think that the world is changing very, very quickly. And I've got to remember, and I think it's worth pointing this out too, when Megan first arrived, she was welcomed into that family. When her dad, when Megan's dad messed up and and worked with the tabloids, it was Charles that stepped up and walked her down the aisle. So something happened here, and it can be debated for forever, and was race part of it? Absolutely, yes. But it just makes me sad that something that could have been so great turned into something so nasty. We've got to such a bad place there. I think William and Kate are the next generation, but it's not happening tomorrow. Charles will not abdicate. When his mother finally dies, he will be king. And think about this, though, too. This is how messed up the institution is. We've all had people in jobs in our offices that we hope sort of mess up a bit so we can get their job. To get the job in the royal family, you need to die. I mean, that's extreme. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a little much. Fired, you need to you, die. You get, like, I don't mind you getting fired or being demoted, but I don't want you to die so I can become the editor in chief. Like, I don't wish that. That's right. the system. This is a crueler than Survivor. This could not be a game show on ABC. Not getting a rose is okay. You go home in the limo, it's very sad. You gotta die. So, for <laughs> me to be the king, for me to get that job, my dad's got to die. Not, a, not, not someone that I barely know. Not right. a stranger. Your dad has to drop dead, Joey, for you to get. <laughs> your, it's, I mean, that's an extreme game. It's like the Hunger Games. Mm. So the whole system, it's very troubling. It's very troubling. So I understand how all this exploded. And I think in the future, maybe there's going to have to be talk about this. And maybe the king can resign like you know until recently we'd never had a pope resign they used to die now we have a pope that has resigned so i think the institution will grow from this in the same way that after diana's tragic death they learned some lessons and and did grow definitely i think it it brings up the third bombshell which is the future king of england charles what harry brought up about his relationship with his father as you said it's not just a co-worker that this and this and this it's his father, his father that has treated his son 
king, prince, whatever have you, there's still a family relationship here. Absolutely. And Harry felt slighted by his dad. Oh, yeah. And that he was said, a huge revelation. In the- revelation. He said on it once again, as reporters, I couldn't stop writing headlines. I've got 12 <laughs> stories out of this. Normally when you and me interview people, we're lucky if they say one interesting sentence. Normally Something. it's drivel. Like well, Julia Roberts is thing. driveling on about the movie. I don't care. Jennifer's trying to sell me bottles of water or hair products. Jennifer, just one sentence. Right. This interview, there's 12 headlines. So when they got to the sentence where Harry said his dad had stopped returning his calls or wouldn't take his calls, my jaw fell open. Now, my sources in London tell me the reason Charles didn't return the calls, and I think fathers out there, including my own, might have some sympathy for this. Harry kept calling to ask for money. I know. So Harry, (laughs) Harry's fortune, Harry's entire budget, so does William's and Kate's and Meghan's, comes from Prince Charles. So that's where their money comes from. So all those beautiful clothes you see Meghan in, not now, but two years ago, Charles paid for those. Her wedding dress, Charles pays for those. Charles pays for Kate Middleton's wardrobe. So Charles is the checkbook. He pays for his sons, the way the family is set up. Charles gets a ton of money and out of his budget, he plays for his children and their wives and their kids. So Harry did say in the interview to Oprah, he got cut off financially, and that was a big concern for theirs, particularly about security, I get it. But one of the reasons I hear my reporting tells me that Charles stopped returning his calls is if you call, every time you call your dad, every time you call a friend, if you ask for money, that friend ain't gonna return. Joey, when was the last time a friend asked you for money? Come on. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I'll give you once. But if you, every well, time full you call, disclosure, my friends think I'm cheap, so it hasn't been a while. <laughs> I think you're rich though. So, <laughs> so it's very tricky, but it was awful to hear. I think they will heal the relationship relationship I would argue out of the whole interview Charles is the loser here Charles yes. he was quite careful to dish his brother and he, he was soft about that he gushed about his granny the queen and said they've got a better relationship than ever they were okay about Kate although there was a few digs there they clearly don't like each other but uh-huh. the one that was damaged the most was Charles I, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that, that maybe Charles was just sort of annoyed with Stop Harry meeting me things. Yeah, you, you left, honey. Go and make a living. And all right. these checks we keep hearing, it hasn't happened yet. Netflix don't give you 100 million and a check. Like every business deal, you earn a little bit up front. You get an advance. Like when yeah. you have a book. Now, if it turns into Harry Potter, you're going to make a lot of money. But I don't know. They haven't produced anything yet. Had they produced Bridgerton, I wouldn't be worried for them. There's a lot of money. Right. But they've not produced anything. And, you know, let's think about it. It's going to sound cruel. But Harry's a 35-year-old man who lived in his grandma's house who never really had a job like it's not good this is not someone you would date if he wasn't a prince right doesn't have a lot of work experience (laughs) so suddenly to think he's gonna have a hit podcast it's really hard to suddenly think you're gonna have a hit tv show it's really hard and so it's expensive to live like them. Yes, he did get $10 million from his mommy, from Princess Diane. Diana. So when she died, she had about 20 million. Some people say 10. Him and the brother, William, split it. So that's what he's living on. Yeah, I didn't that's know almost, that they yeah. got that. It's Diana's money. So when Diana died, she had a ton of money. When she left the family, her divorce settlement was a ton of money. The okay. kids got that, makes sense. So they're living but, off that at the moment. I do think though, the one misstep of Oprah, dare I say, I hope, oh gosh, if she's listening, I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> Gail, go and make a cup of tea. Don't listen yeah. to this part, Gail. Yeah. Fast forward. The one thing that I would have followed up on is it felt odd to me, particularly because I'm British as well as American, that they expected 
security costs should be covered, which is basically saying the taxpayer should pay for their security. So my mom in her little village doesn't want to pay her taxes to keep the prince and his family um, secure. She doesn't want them to be vulnerable. Nobody's wishing them any harm at all. But, you know, I don't pay Kim Kardashian's security bill. She does. Celebrities right. pay their own bills. And so it's a I little much. It's a little rich. That if, you know, they did decide to step back. Yes. Part of that is the security detail, which again, as you said, comes from the taxpayer. So if you want security, you have to pay for it yourself. Yeah. Clearly they've decided they needed that. And so they've done that. Beyonce needs it and she has it, but she pays for it. We don't right. pay Beyonce security bills. Right. And you know, there's lots of celebrities that we know we've worked with. I used to work for JLo and she has a lot of security. She isn't sending a check to Andrew Cuomo to pay her security bills. The city I, of New yeah, York. Yeah, I don't want to pay for J-Lo's Well, security. actually, with her, I might. If I, I'd give a dollar. <laughs> yeah. you know, if there's extra I'd probably pay for Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> if there was an extra t- at every Starbucks, we had to pay an extra 10 cents to cover Beyonce. Oh, oh. have it, darling. Be oh, safe. yeah, here's my dime. And honey. another bit for Blue Ivy, sweetie. Be safe. Yes. But I think that was the part that was a, a little bit tricky for them. And I know the Brits are very angry about that part too. They didn't watch it till the night after we did, which is why the palace has issued a statement today. They didn't want to issue a statement till the Brits had seen it. We saw it Sunday, they saw it Monday. Tuesday, the statement was was released. And it's actually quite a soft statement. They're not punching back very hard. Are you surprised that it came out as quickly as it did? To me, it seems quick. Well, we all knew this interview was happening. I'm told the Queen did not get an advance. Neither did Meghan and Harry. So when you work with Oprah, she doesn't give you an advance. I know, it's a mistake. People think Vogue do too, and they don't. When no. I worked with J-Lo and she did the cover of Vogue, or I worked with Alicia Keys, they don't give you cover approval. You don't get it. You were a weekly. The stars don't sign off. We tell them no. we're doing a cover, and if they want to participate, great. But um, they didn't get an advance of this. In fact, Oprah said, which I thought was darling, is Meghan was on the West Coast, so she didn't get to see it till three hours after you and me. So actually, right. we saw it quicker than Megan. I know, she, she didn't get in advance. I mean, you yeah. saw it before she did. She texted Oprah at 8.30 New York time to see how's it going, because she still had another hour and a half to wait oh. for, for the LA screening of it. Literally sweating bullets, I bet. Sweating bullets. But she knows what she said. They're not stupid. Right. Yes, it was four hours. She went in prepared. This was not you and me going to meet a celebrity at a bar with one too many margaritas and a tape recorder under the desk. This was an on-the-record, very serious interview. They knew what they were doing. And I think another clever part, I'm working on this story at the moment, you're welcome to share it, darling, is that um, it was actually a really genius kind of sinister move to not name the royal that talked about Archie's skin tone. Because by not naming him, they've shot a warning shot to the royals. It's a warning signal saying be careful we know yes and so it's really dangerous i i would argue it's more damaging to do what they've done because now it's an international guessing game we don't know who said it every time i see the royals on the balcony i'll be was it you was it you was it you they've said it was not the queen or prince philip right so it's like it's like that song carly simon you're so vain we're still trying to figure out who it was that's what this is this is the royal version of that and so it's crazy that they said it wasn't the queen or prince philip because now they've they're like, we're not going to tell there's you, not that but many we're going to narrow it down. Yeah, there's not that many of them. This is like a game of Clue. There's only about eight senior royals, and right. two have just been killed in the library with the candlestick by Miss Markle. It's not the Queen. It's not Prince Philip. So I only got a choice of about eight. I've heard rumors. My, my, my well, let me ask you, who do you think? 
well, I can't say because I think I know. So legally, it'd be very tricky because I've, I've said I think I know. So my reporting has told me who I think it is. I'm not okay. sure I'll ever be able to print it because legally it's very, very difficult to back that up. But there's not that many, let's be honest. Charles, Camilla, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew and Fergie, the children, William and Kate. Right. You know, it's a small group, maybe Princess Eugenia. She's the only other, yeah, I don't right. know. Wait, no, so am like, I allowed to guess or am I going to get sued by the well, world? You can guess because you haven't said you know who it is. So okay. you can't, I can't say who it, I can't pretend, I can't imply that I know who it is and then pretend to have a guess. So you can, I you see. can have a guess. My, my educated guess is yes. Charles. Is Charles. That's the one that most people think. I did a poll on my podcast and 80% on the Naughty But Nice show said, Charles, I would like to point out though, that Charles walked her down the aisle and he really was there. I for her. thought about that yeah. after the fact. So you, some, I think some people are saying Charles because we're thinking racism and maybe older people. That's why I think a lot of people thought the Queen because yeah, of her generation. Of a, yes. But remember, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to sway you here or your listeners, okay. but I would say Charles has been very kind to Meghan. So I would, I would keep guessing. You know, a couple of people I talked to have guessed William and I think that would just, shock the world it would shock the world but it, it would shock the world and they know it so what harry and Meghan did was a brilliant wicked but brilliant pr move because now forever they have planted that seed of doubt and is the future king one of them a racist right i think the family at some point what they did today oh poor charles he went to a black church today and took pictures i saw that i was charles, like wow. just no don't no it's too honey. obvious just honey honey just take it because you don't need those. to be eating gumbo tomorrow at the palace charles right, calm yeah, I it down. i know they're all so badly advised i could see after the lockdown them all buying tickets i don't know to the lion king or something no don't do that no, like, yeah calm, I mean, calm it down right I do think, speaking about Prince William, if my sibling insinuated that I could be someone that may be racist, yes. and I'm speaking vaguely- They have done that. No, they've done that. They've insinuated they've that. one of okay. their relatives. Is I would be on the phone with my sister saying, you need to clear my name uh, by the uh, end of the day uh, 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 for it's on, because I'm I I not a racist. I'd, well, I'd say, forget Kate crying. I don't care about that anymore. Now, that yeah, story's yeah, four years ago. One. Who cares? <laughs> I away, Kate. I got to get out of being a racist. It's very, very tricky. A co-host of my of my podcast, Delena Dixon, though, we did a show today. Delena is a person of color, and Delena said that this is actually an issue a lot of people do talk about, particularly in biracial marriages. So, I think, and I maybe I'm giving the royals the benefit of the doubt here. I think it's a conversation might take place. I don't know if we want to admit that. Oprah said, and I think this is very important, Oprah said to Gail, she wasn't actually shocked about the conversation. She was shocked that Harry and Meghan were telling her about it. Right. Let me tell you a little bit. It's a bit gossipy, but it's the absolute truth. Right. After Kim Kardashian had North, after Kim had her first baby, somebody very close to Kim, I would argue in the inner circle, texted me saying she's very light-skinned. I didn't ask, but it was interesting that the person I was texting with, the first thing that came up and I did not ask was the color, the tone of North skin. So I, I'm not excusing the royalty. I'm being very careful here, right, but right, it is right. a conversation that I think well, we might and, think about. And honestly, it was brought up with uh, some people I was talking to um, 
you know, at first uh, we were trying to spin it positively and think maybe the royals were talking about this will be the first member of the royal family who is of mixed race, who right. is a person of color. And so maybe it was how will we deal with the backlash right. they might be getting right. from a race But they did not say that. They did not say that. But they didn't <laughs> say otherwise, too. They just dropped a few hints. If you listen to it, it could go either way. It sounded very sinister, but it could go either way. Once again, I'm not defending the rules. My friend Delema said, which I thought was so interesting, is that when you're a member of a family, a very diverse family, particularly a famous family, just things like how are you going to like the Christmas photograph comes into comes into play. I was on a morning show with Delena and the studio was lit for the white members of the cast. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we took a group photograph, Delena didn't look great. And so maybe and maybe I'm being like, maybe I'm being over generous here and Pollyanna and looking I for the best. I think we want to be that I way. I want to be that we way. Don't want to, we don't want this to be a reality because if it is, and it likely is, it's horrible. It is horrible. The one thing too that I think is fascinating about that story, not the one thing, but another thing that I think fascinates about this story though too, is that Megan was implying the little baby Archie was not a prince because right of his history because of his background. That is not the case. She got that just wrong. The people that become princes are the sovereign's children, Prince Charles, and his children, which is William and Harry. It doesn't go to grandchildren, great grandchildren. Great grandchildren. So it goes to the grandchildren, but not the great. Now when Charles becomes the king- Prince George is not Prince It's George. different because Prince George is in line for the throne. So if, right. your, if your child is William and he's a prince, his children become princes because they're in line for the throne. Now, right. when Charles becomes king, it all gets knocked down and a peg. So guess what? Archie then can become a prince because he won't be the sovereign's great grandchild. He'll be the sovereign's grandchild. So it's a little technicality. Another little technicality, too, that Megan didn't really explain is that bombshell that in front of the world, in front of two billion people, they were already married. They got married three days before. Now, right. the vicar, a vicar of the Church of England, has said that is not true. You can't get married twice. And there's a rule, a, a rule within the church that you need two witnesses. So unless the vicar was a witness, but you're still one person short. The, the, mm -hmm. You know, Harry went out of his way to say, there was just the three of us there. Three of us. And they said that that can't have happened. And I think like in those great CSI shows, when the witness tells one little mistruth, then you start to dig at the, at the credibility. So the fact there's two major mistakes here are allowing people that don't like Megan to say everything she said is a lie, which is not true, which right. she shouldn't have done. And the other biggest, biggest fear, but let's be honest of all, I never Googled him. Girl. Well, that's what I was going to okay. say, too. And the, even okay. before she dropped the cape bomb, she said, I, she, I never Googled him. And I, know I didn't know I had to curtsy oh, behind closed oh, doors. Girl. Initially, I thought, this is not going to go well for well, her. No, I, yes, you've started up. There's, like, no way. There's pictures of you in Buckingham Palace. You Googled Wendy Williams. Do you know she turned up at the Wendy Williams show to become, yeah. Ding yes, dong. I did know yeah, this. She, she wanted to be on the Wendy Williams show. So Mark Lupo, who used to be the booker there, dear friend of ours, yes. Mark Lupo met with her for an hour. She went, she turned up at Wendy unannounced. She went upstairs to the office. Nobody wanted to meet with her. She was on suits. They were like, who is she? What is she doing here? She wanted to be on the show. So she sat in Mark's little dirty office for an hour. <laughs> and he talked to her. And he's like, 
we, we don't really want you. And he regrets it now. They could have had the ultimate royal you correspondent. Imagine. I know, can you imagine Wendy Williams' fashion correspondent married the prince? And Wendy I just want to wedding. see Meghan Markle go, how you doing? How you doing at the wedding? And then Wendy sitting at the back, how you doing? That oh. so, so that's another... It, 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 that's Megan, thing if you're listening, say. if you're listening, Megan, stop telling people you didn't Google him or you didn't know what a Prince Harry was because it makes everything else you say not feel as credible. That's right. all I'm saying. Some of my friends and family that aren't big Megan fans have said, and this goes to the, what we were just discussing, is that she, regardless of the horrible things that she went through the last couple of yes. years, how much everyone wants her to be well, there is a level of thirstiness there. Oh, if she was Bethany Frankel, we would have destroyed. I mean, this is Bethany <laughs> Frankel behavior, which is no, you know, no coincidence that no Bethany co- attacked her. Oh, know, because they're the same person. It's like Jill, Sarah, and Bethany are the same person. Right. And so the thirstiness, but I admire it. I like thirsty. What I don't I do like- too. It's like, that's how you climb the ladder in this thirsty. world. I know, but but I'm thirsty and I'm honest about it. Right. And even same. Bethany is to a certain degree. Like she's right. almost annoying about how thirsty she is. Megan's now playing because she's won. She married the prince. Oh no, no, not me. I didn't Google. I didn't want that. Oh no, I don't read that. Girl, you know, just admit it. Well, and here's the thing. No one asked if she Googled him. Just don't even say it. Don't say it. Don't offer up these sort of strange comments that make it look a little... <laughs> yeah. Right? I didn't Google him. Girl, you turned up at the Wendy Williams show to ask for a job. You Googled him. You, you found Googled her. Him. If you Googled Wendy <laughs> you Williams, you go. You Googled Wendy Williams offices. Office address. New York, yes. <laughs> you found the office. And she's not in the Empire State Building. Let's just put it like that. It's a nice office, but she's not at 30 Rock. She's not Tina Fey. You got yes. it. It's quite a specific address. You've got to find right. the right floor. The elevators are not that nice. Megan right. made it into Mark Lupo's office inside the Wendy office. Megan, you knew where Buckingham Palace was. Yes, Come on. you did. All right. Before we wrap up, I have two final questions. Hit away. What do you think Princess Diana would think of all this? Oh, he is Diana's son. William is Charles's son. William is full of duty, respect, some might say boring, very methodical. Diana is full of life and drama, and um, that's who he is. I hope Diana would be happy, but I I don't think any mom would be happy of all this drama and all this pain and all this anger and all this constant confrontation. Um, So I don't know. I met Diana once when... Did you really? I did, I did. And there was something magical about her. Ooh. Magical. Um, but there also was something very troubled about her. Mm-hmm. And I think that Diana would hate the fact that the two boys are in this position. Right. William and Harry were meant to look after one another. And I think that the fact it's so bad between them, I don't think she cares about what the Queen thinks or Charles thinks no, or whether or not he's a prince or the, or the skin tone of the baby. I don't think she cares, but I think she would really care that Harry and Will, William are, are in such an ugly place. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I, as I was watching it, I was thought, you know, Diana may be orchestrating this from the heavens because she felt so strongly about the royal family but I agree with you that it comes down to her love for her sons right. and she wants that bond to remain. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And finally, speaking of that bond remaining, since William will be the next King of England, what do you think the future holds for the likes of William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan? 
William's going to be the king of England. He'll be a very steady Joe Biden type king. He's not going to be exciting. We're not going to be turning on CNN and listening to him tweet and scream and shout. Like hey. he's going to be sort of a very regular, decent guy. I think he's going to change the monarchy. I think he's going to pretend that it's more accessible. It can't be democratic because it's given to you by God, by birth. You don't get right. elected to it. But I think he's going to be quite a good king. I think he's going to try and change with the times. I think he's going to cut a lot of people off from the payroll. I think he's going to try and reduce almost the footstep of the monarchy. They don't need all these houses and servants. They're already selling off the I queen's agree. planes and yachts and stuff. So I think it'd be a much more small, modern family. I don't know with Harry and William. It's going to be very, very complicated. At the moment, she might be the most hated person in Great Britain. I don't know if she can go back. Ooh. You know, um, Meghan. Meghan oh. Markle at the moment is despised in Britain. And Ooh. I think they have to be very careful about this. Let's be honest. Prince Philip's 99. He's been in hospital for two weeks. I, I'm wishing him the best, but we're being realistic. He's 99. Say no right. more. What happens when that day comes? Can Harry and Meghan, they have to go to the funeral. They, they have, have to. to. But they can't sit them at the front. And they can never allow them to walk into the church without children or William, because they will be booed. The, the crowd will turn on them. You don't think they're gonna, you don't think they're gonna let them sit in the front? I think they'll sit behind, which is when oh, they behind. had the fit. The, the, the front row is going to be Charles, Camilla, the Queen, William and Kate and their children. They'll be the row behind. Fine, it's a great seat. It's like a house seat to Hamilton. <laughs> right. you've, got, you've got a great view. Premier tickets. Premier tickets. <laughs> but I think they have to get them into Westminster Abbey through the side door. If they walk through the front of the Abbey and there's hundreds of thousands of people outside behind the barricades, the crowd's going to turn on the you balcony say. afterwards. Can Meghan and Harry step out? Yes, they can, but they can't walk out by themselves. We all have to walk out as a group because if you group. go by yourselves, group, yeah. no, sat, no, no, put no, a baby next to her, carry a baby. You can't do a baby. <laughs> Surround the, ch the children, get around Meghan. Keep her. Keep. So it's going to be very complicated. Raining, they can put an umbrella, put an umbrella on, up, put a hat. Oh, the drama they're going to have. And then next year, it's the Queen's 70th anniversary, which is going to be great celebrations in London. He has to be part of it. I don't know what they're going to do with them. Meghan and Harry, by this interview, have gone nuclear. And if you do that, even forget the royals, just think of your own friends. Think of the most dramatic friends and people that have done really crazy stuff to you or said stuff publicly about you. You can forgive. You can but it's never the same. And yeah. I don't know how this happens. And if Meghan thinks that her and Harry are gonna be able to turn up and steal the spotlight from, from William when he's the king, that's not gonna be good. It depends what happens in their future now. It depends where we go from here. If they make the sort of money that I think we all hope they make, that they hope they make, maybe they can start a new life. But I don't know what the, what are they gonna do? Like now, now they've got this out their way, I get it. Maybe it was revenge. Maybe it was, you know, really honourable reason. What are yeah. you going to do tomorrow? So next week, next year, when we're all celebrating the Queen's 70th year on the throne, what are you going to do? Are you going to come? Are you not going to come? Are you going right. to say nice things? Are you going to call us racist? Are you going to, I mean, what are you yeah. going to? So what do you what do we do with you because of all the bombs that they have dropped over it's, buckingham it's, palace they have to carve a new path this is now a new path. you know this is now chapter and what would that path be then what would it be i mean we joke about them being on the real housewives but where do they go from here they don't have oprah money they have good money you can live very well with their money but you can't live like in a palace their house is very nice but it's a four-bedroom house it's not a palace 
like right. to go to swimming pool, but it's not Buckingham Palace. Like, what are they do now? So, what show are they going to create on Netflix that we're going to get huge ratings? I They're not going to project the crowd. Documentaries. Oh, who, how many? How many people are going to watch that? So, if they do a True. show, I mean, I mean it's honourable, and I love it. If Oprah wants to save the planet, or feed the world, or buy, you know, pay for schools, it's lovely. But she's True. already made millions, billions. So that now is a second act. They don't have a second act. What? So Barack Obama now, he's producing sort of very worthy documentaries. They're not going to get millions. They might win Oscars, but. It doesn't matter because he's he already, already had, had a job. They right. don't have anything. What are they? What are they? Is she going to make movies? She going to be a well, Bond girl? They going to produce me? I don't know what. I mean, I we know. will be waiting with bated breath, and you will have to come back on the podcast to tell me. In all ten about. years' time, may you be so <laughs> running. So, how's it all going for you? Congratulations! I was the it's first to good. text you to email you and say congratulations. Yes, you were so sweet. You were on I the said... charts. I saw your face there. I love your theme song. It was so camp. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I told you you had to come on and I'm glad that we were able to do it so soon. This is only, I think, like the sixth episode. I'm so excited. So once a week. Once a week. Great. Where can people listen to your podcast? Um, I'm on all the networks. I was lucky enough that I got a deal by iHeart. So mine's produced by iHeartRadio, one of the monsters in it. But I've got to say, for a year before I got my iHeart deal, I worked for Derek and Remain, who are a small independent podcasting company here in New York. And I did an hour of show every day for a, whole, a, a year to learn the craft. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know right. how, to, how, to, how to throw the segments or talk. Some would say I still don't, monsters. But, <laughs> That's what I'm doing now. This is the best thing you can be doing. Keep right. doing it. Don't worry about audience or reach. Just do it for you. Learn your craft. And then eventually a big company will come along and throw money at you. And so, yes. yeah, so I'm... I'm doing and great, and um, we shall we shall plug you on, on our show. I hope some of my listeners come across and discover you and enjoy you. You're great at this. Thank you so much. Well, then we're going to have to team up and interview Megan in 20 years when she releases <laughs> you know, her she might be, 19th she, children's book or something. She might be, she might actually need us sooner than you think. I know, it's, it's that's just, the, I don't, and I'm not wishing this on her. Like We I just know that's what happens. What it's like when people leave the house. I said, how many drinks have I been with with the Aviva dresses and, yep. the, and the Jill Zaris who are like, oh, I'm going to go on and do my own show. No, you're not. You're not no, doing you're your not. own show. No, you're not. I'm going to go on. You're not relevant anymore. I'm getting my own talk <laughs> show. Yeah, that happened to Bethany. That, that was great. Now, what? They don't get it. I say to friends all the time, be careful before you jump. And I don't want people to stay in jobs they don't like. I'm not saying right. do that. But it's really, really hard out there. And so I wish Harry and Meghan the best. I don't know. What are they Unless they do a tell-all book. But I think they've just given that away for Oprah. This, if they had put this in a book, they could have sold 10 million copies. You're right. They just now now we can just watch the interview whenever we want. The only winner was Oprah. What crazy. And a big winner she is, as always. You're the best. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And come back anytime. I love you. Mm, okay. uh, Congratulations. Bye, doll. Bye.